it's an honor it's a pleasure uh, spending this time with you uh, little that i remember of our meetings is that you are a better storyteller than my uh, mother or my grandmother usually the meetings with uh, jose and most of you will know that jose has had a career uh, where he has played roles in advertising to uh, you know selling to creating new businesses create creating new ventures and uh, i mean he has a knack of uh, never getting bored it's just that i don't know from where he gets his energy but he always uh, is able to create uh, something new and uh, great educational background i'm not going to repeat what everybody can read about jose gutierrez on the net i was very very keen to talk to jose today there are not many people who come back after a serious illness and he will talk more about his uh, this is very personal to him so i can't be the guy who uh, talks about his uh, some of the challenges that he faced but uh, jose between dallas and missouri i think almost every leader in the that world knows him personally a very very affable connected i would again repeat a man who can network a man who can win your hearts uh, the best way to describe uh, mr gutierrez is by saying you know most of us live a life do we have a soul and that is the soul that reflects in the conversations with him it's a multifaceted person i wish i could uh, join him in one of those hiking trips and and literally learn from him during those hiking trips we do know the world is going to give us those opportunities of going for hiking so guys uh, uh, today's ta- uh, conversation best is uh, jose shares uh, what makes him a person what is this no tie movement that he has started and uh, and why did he not wear a bow tie for me i mean uh, i think jose is the best guy to uh, take us through his life uh, and as i said guys the earlier meetings i've had with him have been a lot about stories and i'm one of the most enthusiastic listener today welcome jose and uh, you know at least i'm going to clap i don't know what others <laughs> and, uh, and thank you for uh, for uh, inviting me to, i'm very excited and uh, okay. thank you jose you know i spent an hour uh, prepping up for this with jose yesterday you are extra learned today ctl you got I, one hour extra i know i got one hour extra and uh, i walked away you know uh, to all of you with three things you know i was very impressed with how humble he was uh, the knowledge and the wisdom uh, came in as an immigrant to this country like many of us and touched the highest levels uh, uh, in his profession right and uh, you know cp so eloquently described uh, all that but uh, you know i had a chance to spend uh, some time with him because i read all his blogs there is a meaning there's a continuous search that he is on uh, you know i'm sure that uh, this means that all of us will get off the treadmill uh, pause 
reflect, think he will make us do all that today. And, uh, you know, he's generous sharing his knowledge. I, I'm sure this is going to be a great session, a session that will touch and inspire. So over to you, Jose. Well, thank you both uh, CP and CTL. You're very kind. I'm honored and I'm very humbled by your words. So thank you so much. And spending time with you and, and with the rest of your executive team uh, means the world to me. So a little bit, uh, CTL asked me to tell all of you just a little bit, a couple of minutes about myself. I uh, was born and raised in beautiful Madrid, Spain. I spent uh, all my summers when I was growing up in the northern part of Spain, which is very green and beautiful and beautiful mountains and beautiful and beautiful mountains. And then I uh, immigrated to the U.S. when I was 20. And like uh, all of you, I love America. America was and still is to me a land of opportunity and a land of freedom. I have always been very outdoorsy. I have always loved freedom. Uh, I think my parents would probably say I was a little rebellious, probably. One thing that I always enjoyed was walking. Uh, Madrid is a beautiful city for walking. It's surrounded by mountains. So I had plenty of opportunities to, uh, to do uh, very, very long walks, often alone. So when I was young, you know, this walking taught me to, to never stand still, to always do something. You know, uh, my parents were uh, very hardworking people and I learned from them to avoid laziness, to, uh, so walking was very natural to me for many, for many reasons, you know, and in hikes and walks over time, and CP, I, you know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, that you're right. Dallas is probably the uh, not the most beautiful landscape in the world, by uh, to say the least. And um, so, for many, many years, when I was in meetings in my office on the 37th floor of our, you know, headquarters here in Dallas, I would be looking out and I would be thinking to myself, you know, I should be out. I should be out walking, and that that really lingered in my mind for for uh, for a long time. And in fact, later I can tell you how it kind of led to my decision to retire um, at a relatively early age. But um, so in in hikes and walks, just very simply, I always felt that I was always kind of learning something, and I would. Uh, kind of jot those things down and then I would apply those things to to my life, both personal life and professional life. And so, you know, very simple things. So, um, you know, hiking or walking is, is uh, in the simplest form, you know, one step after another. I learned to, you know, that life, again, the parallels to life, life is a series of ordinary events. And even though as executives, you know, you know well that we get treated, you know, uh, we have a very good life and, and we have a lot of resources and, and it's a fascinating life, right? But sometimes it's good to kind of step back and think of life in a simpler way. And, and I re kept reminding me to enjoy the little things in life. 
you know, and not to wait for the big events because I felt if I just wait for the big events, I'm going to lose and I'm going to miss the majority of, of life, which is a, a thing, right? To miss the beautiful, of, you know, the, the, the wonderful things, the small things in, in life. In, uh, in long distance hikes, I also try to have a bigger purpose on the hike, bigger than just the destination, right? So if I'm going for, you know, a 10 day hike, you know, and cover whatever, 120 miles, it's important to get there and to get alive, but I try to give myself a bigger purpose, right? Sometimes the bigger purpose is to push myself. Sometimes it is actually to, to meet new people on the trail. CTL and CP, uh, you and I, because of what we have done, what we do, we meet a lot of uh, professional people and executive people. So it's very refreshing for me to, on the trail, to meet people of all kinds. And the trail is the ultimate equalizer. On the trail, it doesn't matter whether you are a president and CEO of a large company uh, and whether you are a janitor. It doesn't matter. I mean, you are another hiker, right? So that's very refreshing to me. And... Um, and I've learned many other things, and perhaps we'll talk about this, you know, that I have uh, learned how uh, to reflect on how important size of my backpack it is, both on the trail and in life. But we can talk a lot about uh, whatever you want me to talk about, uh, CTL, I'm at your disposal, and, and uh, I hope that gives you a good sense to your audience who I am. Yeah, uh, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for those opening uh, remarks, uh, Jose. Uh, we have a number of uh, uh, youngsters on this bridge and uh, uh, very passionate about what they do, uh, running at 110 miles an hour. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and in the corporate world, with all its pluses and minuses, we know it's not all a bed of roses, right? And so, uh, you know, uh, my first question to you, is CP, you know, eloquently described how immaculately dressed you are, you know, and uh, your blog, uh, the title for your blog is No Tie. So what, yeah. what is, you know, what is this whole thing about No Tie? Why No Tie? Uh, and, uh, you know, the, obviously, you know, the whole content that you've created behind it. Can you give us a background sure. about this? CP remembers me in our meetings. I uh, often wore... Uh, bow tie. I have a very uh, big connection uh, collection. I'm sorry of bow ties. So you know, many of them are presents from friends and relatives and things that I have bought as I have traveled around the world. So they all mean something to me. And I started actually wearing a bow tie in the corporate world when I started noticing that people were dressing down and taking the dressing down to an extreme. I felt that. We were losing a little bit of elegance uh, in the corporate world. And so I told you that I was probably a little rebellious, right? So when everybody was one way, I actually started <laughs> to kind of remind people that it's okay to be casual, but there's nothing wrong, you know, to preserve some dignity and, and, um, and class, right? In terms of how you present yourself. So, but, um, one of the first long distance hikes that I attempted was right after I retired from AT&T, I went to uh, in the middle of Tennessee in the Appalachian Trails and I got on the Appalachian Trail. 
at the end of March, it was still very, very cold, and I hiked for, you know, a couple hundred miles. And um, on the trail, on the, uh, at the uh, Appalachian Trail, hikers often take on nicknames, you know, trail names they are called. So when I introduce myself to people and they, tell, you know, what, you know, who are you? What do you do? And so forth. And I told them I just retired. I was a, you know, and I and I won't. In one of those in one of those uh, meetings, I think I said something like I used to wear a tie, and I I don't do ties. I you know I'm a no tie, and so that no tie nickname and trail name, you know, stuck, and so I became known in the hiking world as no tie. <laughs> and, and so then uh, a couple, you know, I think it's last year, a couple of year year and a half ago, I decided to push myself. And I felt that when I was not in the mountains, when I was not on the trail, that I was still thinking a lot about these experiences on the trail. And I thought, you know, um, I didn't want to write a book because uh, I don't want to spend the next couple of years in front of a screen typing a book. So I thought, why don't I write, you know, little short um, stories, you know, kind of literary pieces, I call. And so... I decided to uh, create this uh, website, this blog. Uh, it's called notihiking.com. And uh, I encourage everybody to visit it because I, my commitment is I never post anything negative. It's always positive. And hopefully when you read some of those short uh, stories, it will bring a smile on your face. Jose, thank you. You know, uh, and uh, you know, I just want to pick up on a point that you said about positivity and negativity, and I want to relate it to the corporate life because you know, I really, uh, it's so important. And uh, you know, why do you say, you know, when you say that I don't write anything negative, so which means you are in a positive zone all the time. You, you know, uh, when you communicate, why is that important? And in our corporate world. We know that it is not easy, right? You know, uh, there are uh, uh, people who suck energy. There are people who like to gossip, you know, and then, you know, you get into that negative spiral and it's all one way down. So, you know, why is positivity important? Why did you say that? And in, in, the, in the corporate world, we do to help ourselves stay in that zone. You know, in, the, in, uh, in media and in, uh, on the Internet, uh, there is so much negativity, right? I mean, yeah, I actually have gotten to the point that I hardly ever watch the news because I find it personally painful. And so I just try to read. I read the Wall Street Journal every day. I get the news from the from the journal, and uh, and I may scan a couple of uh, headlines, but I don't watch. You know, I don't watch TV. I don't have. Twitter, I don't have FaceTime, uh, uh, I mean, Facebook, I just don't participate in that. So positive content is a commitment that I have that if I'm going to ask somebody to take two minutes of their precious times, you know, to read something that I wrote, I want it to be something that contributes to their happiness and not to bring them down. So my commitment is no complaining, no whining, no negative, no political content. I just want to be a contributor, a small contributor to this world to be a little better by just having 
positive and uplifting, you know, content. Okay. In Thank the you. corporate world, CTL, I learned as I was growing up. So when I was a young executive, I was very aggressive. I was uh, probably like you uh, and CP, right? When you're in your 30s and you start getting, you know, bigger jobs. And I was very, very aggressive and I worked really long hours and um, and I was probably pretty harsh. I mean, I look back and I think my style, my style was was harsh. I was just a harsh guy. And so then later on, I started to think about, OK, who are those bosses in my career that really inspired me and made me feel great? And which which are uh, which ones are the ones that brought me down? And the bad leaders and the bad bosses were people that were kind of like you know the way I was in my thirties. Somebody who was really harsh. And um, and so later in my career, I was still demanding, but I became a lot more. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't about me anymore. It was about the people around me. Uh, so being positive and going to work every day with a total commitment to bring out the best out of people around you, to me, that is the number one responsibility and obligation of us as leaders. If we go to work, uh, with the purpose to serving ourselves, we're missing the point. And we are actually doing our companies a big disservice. If we go to work demanding uh, high performance, but doing it with a, you know, with class, with, uh, uh, and by, and with generosity, and by, Again, trying to bringing out the best out of the people around us. If we do that, I think we become better leaders. We become happier and we create a much better environment in the corporate world. So Jose is so powerful, so powerful. So, you know, everyone in this call is a leader or an aspiring leader. So you're saying as you step into leadership, you should step with an intent to serve, number one. Number yes. two is to ensure that you're, you're kind, you are, you know, you create that environment where people can blossom and reach their true potential. Not that you should not be demanding, but, uh, you know, uh, why, you know, but do it with class, knowing that you carry the hopes and aspirations of thousands of people on your shoulder. So powerful, so powerful. Thank you. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I, remind, I remind younger up and coming leaders, men and women, I, I encourage them to really uh, enjoy that aggressiveness that they have at that age uh, because it's very powerful and it's very important. It's important for you as a person to push yourself. It's good for the organizations. So don't, don't um, again, um, free advice. You know, don't step away from that. You know, uh, uh, embrace that. Some of that, I think, is... Is physiological. I think it's part of the human beings. You know, when we are young, to be more aggressive, right? I think you see that in in animals, right? See the the young lion is much more aggressive. More, you know, it's okay. 
Now, but but also um, watch your style. You know, just because you're aggressive and you are very ambitious and aggressive, that doesn't mean that you have to be aggressive to people. You can be aggressive in your in your um, trying to reach goals and accomplishing things. You don't have to be aggressive to people. Okay, Amazing. and kindness and generosity. And by the way, I always advise you know young people. Uh, Jose, I read uh, uh, all your blogs. And uh, you write about your the experiences that you encounter uh, as you go. You know, some are a description of the sheer, you know, how you you are insignificant when compared to the, the huge nature around you, right? Weather, you know, the beauty of nature around you, you know, and, uh, and two is, you know, you talk about things that happen in the trail, which you didn't plan, which you didn't anticipate, and which gladdened your heart. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, and when I read it, I went back to my life and it triggered off different thoughts in my mind. So what I would like to see is, you know, can you take some incidences from your trail that you can connect to business? Right. And uh, what did you learn? You know, how how can my, my audience, our audience here, how can they interpret this for themselves? Yeah, I uh, one thing that comes to mind that I can tie it to business life is on the trail, I learned early that the size of my backpack was very important. And, you know, <clears throat> it's something that must be very important to all uh, hikers because it's not unusual on a long hike on the Appalachian Trail, for example, or on the Colorado Trail, when you encounter other hikers, at some point in time, it's not unusual that somebody asks you, how heavy is your pack? You know, how many pounds are you carrying? Because a lot of people are now buying, you know, ultra light type of, you know, stuff to make the the backpacks uh, lighter. And so people want to learn how do I get my pack a little lighter and so on and so forth. But what I learned was that to me, uh, there is a balance, right? I mean, I can make my backpack very light. But that means that I would be leaving a lot of things home, okay? So I can carry, you have to make a decision whether I want to carry a stove or not, right? Or am I going to just uh, eat uh, dry food? I'm going to make a decision how heavy my sleeping bag is going to be, right? So the lighter uh, it is, obviously it weighs less. On the other hand, it provides less heat. I learned that there are some things that I'm not willing to give up because they provide me, you know, safety. And I want to be responsible to myself and to my family that when I go, so for example, I'll give you one example. I have a, uh, I have a very good tent that is relatively light, but it weighs probably about three and a half or four pounds. It's very structurally good. Okay, so when I am on, like I'm often in the middle of the night, you know, the temperature drops down to the 30s and you are in the middle of a storm and it's windy and very stormy and it's pouring down and you're in the middle of nowhere. I feel that I want to have a very good tent. Okay, so the tent that I carry is one that has poles, okay, that support the, the tent. 
And again, it's very light, but, but it has a structure. Some hikers are now going to much lighter structures, okay? That rather than using poles of the tent, they use their own walking poles as the tent poles. And now that saves probably a pound, a pound and a half of weight. But to me, I'm not willing to give that up because I would be scared to be in a storm and to have in a tent that could collapse. If that tent collapses, you're dead, literally, okay? I mean, you know, hypothermia is a real uh, threat. And if you get wet in the middle of the night you know, and you are, whatever, 40 miles away from, you know, civilization or even five miles from civilization, you're, you're just gonna, you're gonna die. And I don't wanna put myself in that position. So how heavy is my pack is very important to me. I don't want it to be too light so because I am compromising safety or in comfort to some extent. But on the other hand, I don't want to get it too heavy. So, for example, I decided, you know, a couple of years ago that I don't carry a stove. I don't mind. I don't need to eat uh, hot meals. I'm okay eating dry food. And I'm willing to give up that extra pound of carrying my little stove is okay with me. I encourage people to, again, I don't have the right answer, but how heavy or how light your backpack is, that's something that you should decide for yourself. Don't let others define that for you, particularly the, don't let the corporate world define for you how heavy or how light your backpack should be. We have this saying in hiking that is, you know, hike your own hike. And I think that's very powerful. Don't let others define the hike for you. You define your own hike, okay? If you want to reach out and you want to, you know, uh, become the next CEO of, uh, of your company, go for it. That's great. That's fantastic. But that, you know, don't let others define what success and what failure is for your life. Powerful messages. So I'm sure each of our leaders on this call will, you know, go think back on what you've said. Uh, and, you know, what makes meaning to them. So with that, I want to throw it open uh, to uh, the audience for questions. I have many questions with me, but I want to pause here to, you know, throw it open to uh, to questions from the audience. Jose, you know, I have one question. Uh, so I'll start with the question. Your analogy of the backpack is so brilliant. I've not seen that articulated in any other form in that. Uh, you know, there are some similar uh, analogies in our scripture that CTL also talked about. So the one issue that I struggle with is, right, a lot of people uh, use uh, something similar, but how do you avoid being complacent with that approach, right? Because you want enough in your backpack that you drive yourself harder, but you don't want to get to a situation that you put so much light stuff in the backpack that you become complacent. So that's the question. The uh, Your other question, again, I, you know, you have to figure out on your own, go back to what I said earlier about, you know, hike your own hike. I mean, don't, but don't let anybody define what your hike is and the size and the weight of your bag uh, matters only to you and your family, not to anybody else. Some people can live with more than, so I'm not gonna pretend here that, you know, my bag is very empty because Again, I have a beautiful house in Dallas. I have a beautiful place in Madrid. 
So my bag is not very empty at all. I feel I'm very privileged. I'm a very privileged, you know, man. At one point in time, I think that, you know, you always have to decide how heavy. And by the way, that heavy and light, it just depends. If you go on a shorter hike, you want something lighter. If you want a longer one, you want something heavier. If you hike in the winter, you may want to, you know, carry a little more stuff than in the summer, right? So, uh, again, in life, sometimes you are, you need something lighter. Uh, sometimes you need something you know, heavier and it's okay. Just, just don't, the, the one thing that I feel very strongly about is for me, I didn't want somebody to decide that for me. Okay. I want, you know, I love freedom. I believe that, you know, I'm very anti, you know, people controlling me, what I need in life. Right. I'm a very free man and I decide and I'm, I want to be free to succeed and I want to be free to fail. And I'm okay. I don't want the government to protect me for failure. I don't want the company to protect me from, you know, I just want to be, uh, now having said that, I'm very loyal. I was very loyal to the company. I thought that what some of us were fortunate to build at AT&T was fantastic. I think that it was the best company in the world, my own personal opinion. So I was, you know, loyalty means a lot to me, but don't hold me by the you know what, I want to be free and I want to uh, decide what, you know, what hike I hike. There is so much, you know, that we learned today. You know, you must write a book. Uh, maybe have somebody else write a book, uh, but uh, the, the content that we have heard is, you know, is one fourth of what I read from all your blogs. We could go on and on. Uh, but this is something that can touch and inspire lives. And, uh, you know, you must do it. You know, hike your own hike. Uh, the size and weight of, of your bag belongs to you and your family. Uh, well, you know, gratitude, you know, more than anything, you know, that word is, you know, uh, I, you know, you're not a billionaire, but you're happy, you know, where you are. And that gratitude is a very important uh, emotion. And uh, enjoy the small events in your life. Uh, push yourself, you know, but be kind to people. Uh, and the trail is an equalizer. You know, when you walk on the trail, you know, you're a big man, you're a small man, you know, does not matter. It's a great equalizer. So many things, right? Uh, for everyone on this call, it is jose at notiehiking.com.